0: O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths will declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The scripture for today is Psalm 132, verses 1-18. through Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word as we listen to My Dwelling Place, Psalm 91 by Keith and Kristen Getty. Piano and violin provide a soothing foundation, a musical safe house from which a soprano voice emerges. While the text focuses on God as our dwelling place, today's psalm examines the Lord's choice of his dwelling place in the house of Zion. God Most High, my refuge and my fortress. When plague and pestilence draw nigh, I'm hidden in His presence. When terrors fall and arrows fly, His shield will be my safety. When stones across my pathway lie, on angel's ways I'm carried. My dwelling place is God most high, a present help in danger, I rescue. My master's favor, he freed me from the fouler snare where sin and shame had bound me. Deceived, I'd made my refuge there till fearless he came for me. Wonderful. For I am His and He is mine My heart He'll keep forever I know the name on whom I call He promises to answer With life He satisfies my soul And crowns me with His pleasure Wonderful Oh
1: Psalm 132. Remember, O Lord, in David's favor all the hardships he endured, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the Mighty One of Jacob. I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the Mighty One of Jacob. Behold, we heard it in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of Ja'ar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. The Lord swore to David a sure oath, from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body I will set on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their sons also forever shall sit on your throne. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions. I will satisfy her poor with bread. Her priests I will clothe with salvation, and her saints will shout for joy. There I will make a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but on him his crown will shine. Psalm 132 is a plea to God to fulfill his ancient covenant promises to his people. And it has two primary promises in mind. First, the promise of his presence, and second, the promise of his king, the one who would be a true shepherd to God's people, who would embody God's goodness and justice in and through his reign. The temple language that we observe throughout the psalm captures the promise of God's presence, and the many references to David and his sons point us to the promise of God's chosen king. Now, it may not seem like it at first, but both of these promises have a great deal of relevance for us. Let's first consider God's presence. In the garden, before humanity fell into sin, God was present with his people in a unique and powerful way. There was no separation, no need for mediation. God was able to simply dwell with us. But out of mercy, when humans fell into sin, God withdrew his presence from us. Why? Because sinners could no longer handle the unmediated presence of a good and holy God. He would consume us, but we were made for his presence. So ever since Eden, God has been working to restore his presence, and he did so through a few different means. First, he gave his people a tabernacle, and then a temple, and finally he gave us Jesus. In each case, God was restoring and expanding Eden, bringing the light of his presence into a dark world. And now because of Jesus, who is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, who took care of our sin problem, and now stands as our mediator and intercessor at God's right hand, you and I are the very temple of God in which he dwells. As one writer puts it, God's presence means you have God. He is with you. He is by virtue of your union with Christ and the indwelling spirit in you. You are never alone. You have an ever present friend. And in Jesus, God has not only fulfilled the promise of his presence, but also the promise of the Davidic king. Throughout the Old Testament, God called on David and his heirs to follow and obey God. But they were subject to the same problem that the rest of us are namely, sin. But in Jesus, we have a king who is not only the son of David, but also God's own son. Though he was tempted and tried in every way that we are, he remained without sin. He is the true king. Jesus cares for us, and he leads and rules over us and all things. This means that the God who is present with you is the one with the power and the authority to direct your life and the affairs of the world. This, friends, means that we can be at peace. let's close now with this ancient prayer almighty and everlasting God mercifully look on our infirmities and in all our dangers and necessities stretch forth your right hand to help and defend us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.